I'm obsessed with that. I'm obsessed with this. We're obsessed with you, so get obsessed with us. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Obsessed. Woo! That right there is Ariana. And that's Jeff. And Hello. <laughs> just waves. Hello. I'm just being polite. <laughs> um, we're going to get like fun and spiritual in this episode and talk about the moon and why it's magical and the difference between the new and full moon. Because I don't know about you, Jeff, but I always hear of this and I participate in some Rituals, but I never remember the difference between a new moon, a full moon, what's happening in astrology. Um, but I'm very interested. So I figured we do a little research and share with our listeners um, some of the helpful tips and interesting little tidbits that they can use in their rituals moving forward. Yes, I'm really excited actually to learn more about this. Uh, and Ari, you and I went to that like apothecary. I don't know if it's considered an apothecary, but like in Jersey city where we met that woman who knew all about crystals and everything. And she was like telling us how to recharge our crystals using moonlight. Yeah. And I thought that was so, 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 so cool because you would think like, why not use the sunlight? It's definitely more intense than the moonlight. And the moonlight is essentially reflecting the sunlight, but there is something special about the moon and it has a different energy than the sun. And I'm just, I'm very excited to learn about it. And I want to add that my boyfriend and I just watched Coyote Ugly for the first time uh, in its entirety, and Leanne Rhymes' song "Can't Fight the Moonlight" because it's such a bop. Oh my god! Oh my god! The way that I was obsessed with Leanne Rhymes growing up and that song and Coyote Ugly. <laughs> Yeah, it is such a bop. Also, that movie is, even, like, in 2023, is such a fun movie to watch. (gasps) I haven't Um, watched it in, like, a decade, Jeff, so that makes me feel really good, and I'm going to watch it, like, immediately. Yeah, it's on... It's on one of, like, the streaming services. I forgot which one. But, yeah, back to the moonlight. Wait, I'm obsessed. <laughs> you can't fight the moonlight. No. You can't it's fight gonna, it. No. It's going to get to your heart. You could try to <laughs> resist. Try, try to, to hide from my kiss. But you know, but you know but that you, know you that can't you fight the can't moonlight. Can't fight the moonlight. No. You can't fight it. What a good karaoke song. Okay, next Actually, karaoke song. We're Um, doing it. Um, But yeah, we're going to get into into all of that, Jeff, and sort of uh, a little bit of the history um, and science behind why the moon is so important. And then the little dedicated rituals you should do for a new moon and a full moon. And I'm just, I'm pumped. Oh, yes. But no no blue moon, though, right? No blue moon. You know what? Honestly, there could be a friggin' blue moon. I know nothing about it. <laughs> okay, so the reason I even thought about this topic is because, and depending on when you're listening to this episode, it was recently a new moon in Aries. I think, as everyone knows, it's Aries season right now. You're probably listening to this in March or April. It's Aries season. And there's a lot Ariana of talk. Ariana season? <laughs> Correct. It's Ariana season. Um, 
And there was just a lot of talk. If you're into astrology or like spirituality at all, you definitely heard people bring up the new moon in Aries, especially because it was the spring equinox. And there's just a lot of things compounded the third week of March that is just like a big manifestation time. So I was like, wow, I really have to do something what is the new moon again? Um, (laughs) That kicked off a lot of this. So it is super interesting. I don't know who thinks about the moon often, but when you remember that the moon controls the changing of the tides in the ocean, you also have to think about the fact that um, human beings are made up of over 60% water. So we're also susceptible to changing phases, which I think is really fun. I love that. It's like the the changing tides of the human body. Yeah, exactly. And so with the new moon and full moon specifically, it's thought that like the tides, our emotions are pulled to the surface and our feelings are heightened. And Even in science, some researchers theorize that humans are reacting to subtle changes in the Earth's magnetic field that occur with the moon phases, which is just so fun. So, And and then it, it, of course, ties into astrology, which I'll get to. But the practice of astrology in and of itself has been around forever. It began as soon as, like, humans first started to literally look up in the sky and, like, observe astronomical cycles and stars. And some of its earliest evidence, like, dated all the way back to the third millennium BCE. Wait, Ari. Early. Sorry. No, no, go. Yes. (laughs) We said early. Very, very early. Very early. Um, It's early days, babe. It's so... Early. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. But when you said when you said like pretty much from like the beginning of humankind or like even animals too that like look up in the sky and like observe. Like I was thinking too, like whenever you're lost, the first thing you do when you're lost is kind of just like you look around, you look up, you look everywhere, you like reorient yourself. So like it makes sense why they would use the objects in the sky to help like, I don't know, make sense of where they are and like of their of their existence and everything. Oh, they for were sure. lost. They were lost. Absolutely, right? Like you you know your directions via the sun rising, the sun setting. You can find true north by finding the north star. And actually for a lot of civilization, the moon was like the only source of light at night. Right. Which was really interesting to think about as well. Um, yep. so it's no surprise that like throughout much of history and up until the 17th century astrology was not only huge but also considered an academic discipline um, across most of Europe and Asia Um, as it should be I think it still should be (laughs) as it should be and uh, and I think that's like really fun and interesting and astrology and astronomy they were not separated at this time and for hundreds and thousands of years uh, they were thought of as one um, single source of truth and then of course as we've you know learned more about science and things like that they, they ended up splitting but very fun. So with that, creating rituals around like the energy of the moon has also been an ancient tradition across hundreds of cultures for a very long time. And 
were just used to like help us connect with our um, spirits. And each phase of the moon describes a different energy or quality, either like building up or receding. And a special like spiritual ritual can be performed around each phase to really call in those specific energies. And that's Mm. what you can, of course, still do now with different types of like manifestation and different rituals. But I really love that it's been around for such a long time because I do feel like there are individuals who are just so dismissive with astrology. Let's be real. It's hetero men, hetero cis men <laughs> who just want to I don't know them, I don't know them <laughs> right, I don't hang out with them um, but they just want to like come down on the things that make everyone else happy and like ignore that it's actually rooted in just like human nature um, right. and we've carried this with us for millennia <laughs> yeah, and it's also like little to their knowledge, like it has effects on who they are as people, their yeah. personality, their their mood, their energies and everything. So um, it's just ignorance at this point. It really, <laughs> you know what? Exactly, Jeff. It's just ignorance. <laughs> but what's cool, too, is many cultures associate the moon with, like, feminine aspects of life, such as birth and growth and renewal. And it's also seen as a symbol of, like, the cyclical nature of life again with the phases representing like different stages of a woman's life from menstruation to pregnancy to childbirth it's all about phases and it's like not surprising that the moon which represents your true emotional self is like the divine feminine you know because in in a previous episode we talked about um like feminine and masculine energies and not them specifically being genderized but the fact that like a feminine energy is about receiving and more into your emotions like that is the moon Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So a quick little science bit about like literally what is happening with the moon. I didn't even realize that there are eight full phases. Like I took meteorology. I'm like, why don't I know this? Well, I just well, don't remember. Like, there's like a half crescent, quarter crescent, right? Aren't yeah. those like some of the phases? I took meteorology, which had like a whole section on astronomy. Like I should remember this. Um, but yeah, there are eight <laughs> phases. Um, but specifically, because I'm because we're talking about the new moon and full moon, we end up getting a new moon quote when our moon's orbit around the Earth moves between Earth and the Sun. So from Earth, the moon's surface looks dark. Because that illuminated side, right, like the little piece, um, is facing away from the Earth. And that's the new oh, wait, moon. Wait, so the Earth is between the moon and the sun? Or the, the moon is between the Earth and the sun? The moon is between the Earth and the sun. So did that would a new moon happen during the day? Like, is that like an eclipse where the... S- no, oh, it's just it's just when when that moon reaches that point in its orbit because the moon's orbiting around the earth. So when right. the moon is coming close to passing by the sun, we because of like the way that it reflects from the sun, it ends up looking mostly dark to us. And got we only it. got so that little glimpse. So that's when, like, the moon might be present in the sky, but you just can't see it. Like, it's like a dark, dark Yeah, it's dark, and then you have, like, a little sliver. That's a a new moon. Um, Okay. And as our moon continues its orbit 
counterclockwise <laughs> around the earth because like of course the the moon is spinning as well as it's spinning <laughs> um so the moon continues its orbit around earth um more and more of that illuminated part becomes visible to us until it reaches its full moon stage where it's fully illuminated and visible and at that moment it's a it's a true full moon and that's when the moon has moved in its orbit so the earth it, the earth is now between the moon and the sun got it okay that makes sense i'm literally thinking of like the the science um, what, what, what are those things called? Where you would like make it for class? You would like show the orbit of planets and and the moon and the sun. Oh yeah, wait, like um, what's that word? <laughs> oh my god, not a di- not a diorama. No, Di- I know. No, I was no, literally um, thinking diorama. Wait, I know. I'm picturing it in my head. It's just like a model. <laughs> yeah, that is. <laughs> okay. Well, whatever. Boring that it's just called a model. <laughs> Anyway, so if anyone followed that, that's essentially the illumination of the the new and the full moon. And now we're going to move into astrology, which is my personal favorite part. Um, (laughs) I did not know that about you. (laughs) (laughs) So we've talked about this plenty of times on this podcast because we've had a few astrology type episodes and are always stating that, like I said earlier, the moon... Um, is associated with, like, the deepest part of ourselves that can't easily be described with words. Like, it represents our spiritual nature, our subconscious mind, and, like, the unseen things within us that dictate our actions, um, Mm. your emotions. So when you're thinking of your, like, big three, right? For those of you who are into astrology, you have your sun sign, which, of course, gets all the love. That's your main sign. Um, You have your moon, what we're talking about now, and then you have your rising. And so the moon, in a nutshell, is like basically your emotional self. It's your truest form. Like someone who really, 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 really gets to know you, you'll act more like your moon sign than your sun. Mm-hmm. So, Jeff, you know I'm going to ask the question. Yes, what? my moon sign <laughs> He's is, ready. Uh, <laughs> he's prepared. Is a Gemini. <laughs> oh, my God. I love that. Yeah, so that's what that is, um, which is also my boyfriend's sun. sun sign. Yeah. Oh, I love this. I don't know too much specifically about Gemini moon, um, but I'm going to do a little bit more research. I do just like Geminis in general, so I feel like that's oh, fun that and that sense. tracks. Geminis are my sister sign for Sagittarius. Oh. Wait, so what is, um, what's your moon sign then? My moon is in Scorpio, which... <laughs> It's a fun one. <laughs> it um, I was actually at a bar in LA uh, a few days ago and met this girl at the bar and immediately, I mean, we're, we're at a gay bar, immediately start talking about astrology. Um, I think oh, the second course. thing that she asked me was like, well, what's your big three? And, and I was like, oh, uh, when I mentioned Scorpio Moon, she was like, oh, oh, oh okay. Okay. <laughs> In a good way? In a, in a, like, um, in a uh, nervous way. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fair. It's fair. It's fun having a Scorpio moon. We're just, we're, we're, there are, there are a lot of layers and we're suspicious 
and it just takes a little bit for us to warm up. Anyway. <laughs> um, the first step is acceptance. Exactly. Or, I guess, acknowledgement. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But continuing with the moon. So in astrology, the phases of the moon are amplified in meaning with the astrological shifts. So while the sun stays in each sign for roughly a month, right? Every month we have a new sign. The moon changes every two to two and a half days, because of the amount of moon phases and the amount of astrological shifts. So each month, and, and oh God, uh, I'm dropping everything. <laughs> Jesus, okay. Okay, so bear with. Each month, the new moon will be in the same sign as the sun, and the full moon will always be in the opposite of the sun which is your sister sign, right? It's the opposite of Sagittarius is Gemini. Um, So right now, again, depending on when you're listening to this, the sun sign, we're in the month of Aries. So the new moon is in Aries. And I don't know what the opposite of Aries is. I'm sorry. So that's what the full moon will be in. (laughs) All this is to say is that according to astrologers, using the moon's energetic shifts as a blueprint for planning our goals will help us manifest our best lives. And that's like, that's called like moon lunar magic. And there's like moon planning. You can get that detailed if you want. Like you can literally Mm. buy planners um, that are like associated to um, the phases of the moon. Like the phases. And and for that year. And then you can like align. Oh, wow. Yeah, I know. Like (laughs) it's, I mean, it's a whole science. The good thing about this is that you you know exactly what the position of the moon will be in, like, 20 years from now. Oh, yeah. You know? Because it, it follows that same pattern every single day, every single year. Yeah, exactly. And so, so you, can this, kind of, you could, like, theoretically plan out your whole life, I mean, <laughs> I'm sure astrologers would be like, that's the way to do it. Um, yeah. <laughs> you probably could. I mean, maybe, like, the next six months to a year. But, hey, have at it. <laughs> um, but this is why like you'll hear people say oh it's a new moon in Libra it's a full moon in Scorpio whatever it is that's why there's like a sign associated to the phase of the moon um, because they're right. they're blended together and so what you would want to do is like use the energy of that sign and the energy of what that moon phase represents to combine and do a certain kind of ritual. Focus on this area of your life, whatever it is. So the TLDR of, which is way too late for a TLDR, um, (laughs) but the TLDR of the new versus full moon thing is that a new moon invites us to focus on new beginnings, while a full moon gives us the power to let go and complete stuff. Mm. That's really it. Like, if you, if you take away anything from this episode, that's what those two represent. And that's how you would want to think about how you even just plan out your month. Like, use the energy right. of that time to plan things. Um, Wait, or but is it to only when is it only when the new moon slash full moon fall on your like moon sign or is it just like any new moon and any full moon? It's any new moon, any full moon. And again, they don't have to be your exact signs. You're going to utilize 
the sign that that moon is in. So Aries right now, a new moon in Aries, because new moon on its own invites you to like come up with new plans plus the Aries sign, which is a fire sign. And Aries are passionate. They're driven. They're go-getters. So those two combined make it super powerful and a really good time for you to manifest, right? So you're like, oh, I already should be thinking about things that I want because of a new moon, but now it's an Aries. So it's going to light a fire under my ass to actually get those things done. Right. Um, Okay. And give you that energy that you need. So that's like a way of like actually utilizing literally what's happening um, between astrology and, and the moon to kind of have the life that you want. So yeah, new moon, all about intention. Full moon, all about affirmation. Okay. Super quick, because again, if you're listening to this when it comes out, you still have a little bit of new moon energy. Um, and you can manifest if you want, but also you could just prepare for the full moon, which will come very soon. Um, right. But yeah, so for the new moon, this is a phase, like I said, to invite like new beginnings, welcome those new challenges, right? Like keep a, a journal and come up with new goals for, it doesn't have to just be this month until the full moon. It could be for a long time. Um, and really just like ask yourself what you want to do and like literally who you want to be. And you can do some of the rituals, like I said, where you're writing goals down in a journal You do other manifestation techniques, but it's a very powerful time. So there is a little bit of like a, not a caveat, but it's like really think about what you want before you manifest because you could potentially manifest something that like, you know, it could, because it's so powerful, it could actually come true. It it could be like on a whim or something. You might regret it. Right. So you really want to think about like deep down, what is, what is it that you want? And also, apparently, new moons are are said to be, like, extremely fertile times for new relationships, jobs, workout, and, like, habitual routines to begin um, and grow and then last over time. So, you know, look, if you're, like, I should get back out there, you know, next full moon, be like, fuck it, I'm just going to go do it. Um, Right. (laughs) And then, yeah, full moon, what you could do, uh, since this is a time of, like, letting go, letting go of, like, problems, worries, toxic people, toxic behavior, you can do some rituals, like, charging your crystals, taking, like, a relaxing bath, unwinding, just, like, being in the flow of things, and you could even, Mm -hmm. there are times where I've, like, written, um, down things that, like, no longer serve me, like, that was a ritual I did, and then the night of the full moon, like, lit it on fire, the list, because I'm releasing it. yes. So that I love. I really like a full moon ritual, new moon, but just... It's not that I'm, like, bad at manifesting. I just, like, don't think of my goals as often, so I'm always a little, like, uneasy with the new moon because I'm like, damn it, it's new moon now, and I didn't prepare, and I don't know what I want. (laughs) I know. I mean, I feel like manifesting looks different for everyone, too. So, like, what you you think isn't working, like, it might actually be working because, like, that's, like, your way of manifesting, you know? I remember, Erin, when we lived together, we, like, did the burning of our, like, goals or whatever. Oh, we did that together. We did. And there is something so powerful about, like, writing your goals down. I think they were goals, not things that you wanted to release, um, if I remember correctly. Yeah, which you Um, you could do, too, for, for the new moon. You could also, like, because you're letting things go, you can call in new stuff, too, for the full moon, which I'm sure that's what we did. 
Right. Yeah. And I just remember feeling, <clears throat> excuse me, it was just like so powerful, like watching your, the things that you want to like let go or, mm-hmm. or your goals, like watching it like burn and kind of just like release into the, into the universe. Yeah. And just like putting it out. Like you're actually like physically putting something out there, not even like a thought, like there's something like tangible that the universe now like has a grasp on yeah right um, and it's just it's, it's just so, it's trusting so cool. right it's trusting you're like all right i'm taking it out of my body it's not for me anymore i want to be rid of it or i want you to do this thing for me regardless something now is floating into the sky and like someone else please i'm ready to receive <clears throat> just like do what you will with this information right and again it's just it feels freeing and also exciting. Yeah. Be- oh, absolutely. Because yeah. you're like, I've opened myself up now. Like anything can happen, um, which yeah, I think like is it's just out beautiful. There. I did. My, I did my part. Yeah. I'm not like bottling this up anymore. Like, and then I feel like it'll also give you the confidence or like courage or that little like push that you need to then take action too. You know, be like, okay, my my wishes and desires are out there in the universe. So now, if I take action you know, it could possibly happen. Cause now I have like, I don't know. No, I'm ready. You're absolutely right. <laughs> Wait, Jeff, that's literally perfect. Right. Cause if you think about it right after a full moon is a new moon, right. Cause it's starting over again. So right. what you just said about like releasing, you're making space for the new stuff that you actually want to call in. Yes. So they're actually a perfect blend. It. So if you get into the practice, I mean, look at the end of the day, you don't have to like, subscribe to every teaching of astrology or like lunar spirituality or whatever but it is like Jeff said of just a fun exercise to think about these things really that's it right. it's just it's just giving you a moment to sit down and be like what's not serving me let me like actually pause for 15 minutes and think about what's not serving me or what what do i need more of and then you're just you're just writing that thing down. It's just an exercise. So, or yeah. taking your bath and thinking about it, or someone gave you a crystal and you're like, Oh, what do I do with this thing? You look it up and it needs a little charge with the moon and who knows it could help you out somehow. But I just think that it's, it's a lot of fun and a good practice to like sort of get yourself into uh, because at the end of the day, it's just helping you create the life that you want. Right. Yeah, I absolutely love that. And I like also that there's, like, science to kind of, like, back how it, yeah, how it, like, directly corresponds with, like, the phases of the moon and with your sign. Like, it's all interconnected, and I think that that's, like, so freaking cool. Yeah. Oh, I know. I love that. Well... Do what you will with this information, um, but... Wait, can I... I also... I have one more thing to add. Yeah. Real quick. While we were, like, prepping for this episode, I was like, what? I was going to say class. I have, like, work (laughs) in the back of my head with, like, my our fitness classes. (laughs) While we were prepping for this class, I guess it kind of is a class. Like, you're educating us. We're educating everyone. Um, So I was, like, thinking about, like, the, the power that the moon has over, like, all, like, celestial objects like in its close proximity actually who knows how far it expands but like for earth especially obviously like it, it impacts the the tides um the light at at night it's like mm-hmm. the only like, natural source 
animals, yes, everything. So I was like, okay, of course it would like affect living things too. So I like just did some like very quick research, um, and I found that and this is very, it sounds very random, but it just shows how much animals and insects and like all living creatures rely on the power of the moon. So this is actually a little. Uh, Thing I learned about the African dung beetle. <laughs> There's really, there was really no way for me to like introduce. So yeah, so under the moonlight in Africa, the dung beetle uses the polarization pattern of the moonlight and the way that it scatters through the atmosphere to navigate land. And um, so these te- this team of researchers said that if you're a dung beetle with a fresh dung pile, <laughs> the best thing to do is take your newly rolled dung ball <laughs> and leave it and leave it in a straight line, moving as quickly and efficiently as you burrow. Because if you hang around too long, you might get eaten by a predator or lose your dung ball that that you've been like working so hard on. So. In um, research that was done in a lab, scientists place a dung beetle under, like, a normal light. And they discovered that the dung beetle just started, like, going in circles. Like, they were getting very lost. And it because it, they actually rely on, like, the polarization patterns of the moonlight in order to, like, navigate their way back to their to their home. And, like, and under any other light, the, the dung beetles were getting lost. So, like, they use that moonlight to orient themselves like in their habitat. I thought that was like so amazing that it's just like, you just never think that like a little beetle would rely so much on, um, on like the moonlight and the specific like polarization of that, of that moonlight. That is, Um, that is wild. Oh my God. Little tongue beetle and it's little tongue. I know. And then I was also quickly reading about, um, how, the mass spawn, spawning of corals on the Great Barrier Reef are also triggered by the moon. Um, and they use their, like, uh, I guess, fertile, fertilization cycles and, like, reproduction cycles, like, are, like, based on, like, the moonlight, I guess. Um, so a lot of, like, artificial light from cities and boats and whatever, those are affecting, like, the reproduction of, of, of coral, and it's actually, like, damaging their, their habitats and stuff. So, because, like, wow. they relied solely on, like, the moonlight, and now, yeah. like, artificial light is, like, confusing them. They're, like, reproducing or doing whatever they're doing, like, under artificial light, and it's messing up their whole appetite, um, habitat and everything. So it's... Uh, yeah, it's really interesting. Wow. Oh, my gosh. See? The moon is so freaking powerful. Why aren't we also one of those beings who utilizes the moon's energy, magic, whatever it is? We absolutely right. should be. Why would we be exempt from that? Well, because I feel like like animals do it because they're not like questioning it. They're like, I feel this... Yeah energy like i'm just gonna go with it but like humans were obviously very skeptical and we like you're, we're not willing to like explore something that might seem i don't know science fictiony <laughs> i don't yeah. really know but right right um, um but no that's that's totally interesting and i'm i'm kind of obsessed with with the way that um these like habitats and, and animals react to it. And I'm sure there's hundreds of millions of thousands of more. I, that wasn't even a number, but, um, <laughs> but see, oh, I love this so much. Now I want to go do moon magic. I know. Oh. Uh, that was really interesting though. Thank you for, uh, for doing that research. Of course. Well, this was fun. 
go. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. Uh, just remember that you can't fight, fight the, the moonlight. moonlight. <laughs> yes, you can't fight the moonlight. No, no, you can't fight it. No, 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 no. And go watch Coyote Ugly and stream You Can't Fight the Moonlight on Spotify <laughs> or or wherever you get your music. <laughs> and then maybe listen to this episode or send it. Or, I mean, you already listened to it because it's over. But um, I know. We got you. We got we you. We got you. But send it around to your friends. Why not? Yes, please. Why not? Okay. Love you all. All right. Love you. Have a good night or morning or wherever you are in your day. (laughs) Bye. All right. Bye.